Welcome to Tony's Civil War Museum, the podcast. I'd just like to thank you guys uh, for tuning in here to the podcast. I have a very exciting announcement, but before we get to that, I have another exciting announcement. Uh, I post my podcast through a platform called Anchor, and on Anchor, you can see your analytics and everything, and you can see uh, whom your audience comes from, like what countries uh, they, they are listening from. And so I'd just like to give a big shout out to these three countries, obviously the United States, but also Germany and Panama. Uh, I looked there and I'm getting some listeners from Germany and Panama, uh, but the top two are United States and Germany. But thank you guys for lis- listening and tuning into Toast of War Museum. I hope that you will continue to listen as well as subscribe onto our YouTube channel and follow Tony Civil War Museum on Instagram. All right, so what's the other exciting announcement I have? Well, uh, through the summer, obviously, not much to do. Uh, so I decided to write a book. Okay, I wrote a Civil War book, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about a game I wrote. Okay, now if you're interested into war gaming, because most of the followers on my Instagram page are war gamers, and of course historians and history buffs, um, I created a uh, war game rule set to play American Civil War Wargaming in 10 or 15 millimeter scale. Uh, if you don't know what Wargaming is, I advise you to go look into that yourself. It's pretty fun, amazing, and it's very enjoyable to spend time if you don't know what to spend time on. Um, I just uh, uh, wrote it three months ago, and uh, it's about 30 pages. I think it's like 28 or 30 pages is what it is, actually. Um, but it's designed for 10 to 15 millimeter games. You can play up as with many players as you want to. I mean, there's not really a limit. I, I would advise no more than six, but you can have as many as 20 if you want to. Uh, I also wrote a supplement for this game, and it's to conduct campaigns, which we're going to be talking about the campaign supplement in another podcast episode, as well as a YouTube video on my YouTube channel. But the game is called Blood in the Valley. Okay, it's a original title. Uh, I came up with it. Nobody else took it as a war game a rule set, so I'm proud to be the owner of that title. Blood in the Valley. So, what is Blood in the Valley? So, once again, I said it was a war gaming rule set for American Civil War in 10 to 15 millimeter scale. Uh, how does the turn function in Blood in the Valley? So, I'm kind of giving this a review. So, Blood in the Valley, first off, everybody gets a D20. Every single player who's playing gets a D20. They roll that D20, and... Whatever number they rolled, that's how many units they can activate So for that turn. So say they rolled a 10. Okay, well, George over here rolled a 10. He gets to activate 10 units. For every player playing, for every person playing, they roll a D20. Because each person, you divide your armies up into to each ind- individual player. Uh, so say you're playing with six people, three people on the Union side, three people on the Confederate side. Every all six of those players are going to be rolling separately a D20 for activation for their units. A unit can be a, um, uh, a division, a division of infantry. unit can be a uh, unit of cavalry, whether that's a division or brigade. It varies by battles. Uh, that unit could be a piece of artillery, and that unit can be uh, a general. And different activations, there's different ones. There's about 12 activations. Gosh, there's, there's, there's a forward march, double quick. Ready, aim, fire, um, let's see, charge, rebel, yell, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, 
there's a lot in there. There's just a lot. Um, so, but there's just like, there's tons of activations to choose from, but you can only choose two. And then after uh, that person is done activating one of their units, then uh, you guys roll a D6 to see who goes next. So that, I forgot to mention that at the start, but after you're done rolling the D20, Everybody rolls a d6. The highest roll goes first. They activate one unit. They take up their two activations. They uh, conduct firing if there's any firing available uh, that that occurs. And then after he's done activating, doing his two activations for that one unit, everybody rolls a d6 skin. The highest roll goes next. Uh, and it just keeps on going like that. So it's not like that person moves all 13 of his units out because he can probably destroy you obviously with that initiative but it's more of kind of like a bolt action kind of thing in hail caesars kind of like the warlord games does where it's drawing the dice out of the bag except you're just rolling the dice to see who goes first so you could possibly be you have the highest roll for five activations in a row in a row but that's not that's not guaranteed to you so you know it 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 gives that uncertain feeling uh in the game as well as there's historical flavor uh i bet i may i was trying to get historical flavor and i couldn't think up of an element to put into the game so i thought of smoke that's a good element to put in the game how can we uh, how can the uh, players have to struggle and deal through the smoke and the fog of war so at the end of each turn uh, one player will roll a d6. Usually, it's the last person who's activated for that turn rolls a d6. Depending on what he rolled, what he rolls depends on how much smoke is on the battlefield, and that uh, can cause some not so serious to serious consequences on the tabletop for the players, uh, putting some pressure on them as generals, army, and cor- generals that are army and corps commanders out on the battlefield so that was that i try to put that out there just to give the uh the feel of uh smoke into the uh rule set there's um a lot of other stuff in the rule set i just want to give you guys a general idea if uh, you want to know a little bit more about the rule set than what i'm telling you right now you can go on the tony savor museum's website tony savor museum.wixsite.com slash acw63 which of course i'll drop that in the episode notes box below and uh you can go onto the website, click the tab button up on the top right-hand corner of the page, scroll down to where you see a page saying Blood in the Valley, click that, and there's two buttons you can press. You can either click Buy It Now, which will take you to the uh, page to where you can purchase it on Lulu.com, which is a self-publishing website, which is where I publish all my works. Uh, or you can press Free Preview, which Free Preview is is just the first three or four pages of the rule set, so you can read it. The three or four rule pages... Uh, consists of of this rule set is basing how to base your miniatures and um, and was it activation how to activate your units uh, so kind of what we went over uh, right now um, but that's uh, that's the free preview if you like it please purchase it I know you'll like it um, it's very entertaining and another thing is I will be creating I have created already another YouTube channel called Blood in the Valley HQ for Blood in the Valley headquarters and that is where I will be doing tutorials on how to play the game so so far as I'm recording this I have not posted a uh, video out there on Blood in the Valley but I will um, in a little bit actually uh, I'll be doing a whole video series on how to play the game so you can check that out and subscribe there um, also, don't forget to subscribe to Tony Civil War Museum's YouTube channel and check out Blood in the Valley's website, which I'll drop that in the episode notes below. 
Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And follow us on Instagram so you can see what other stuff is up to date there daily. I post there daily because all new content's coming out every day. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next time.